0: Hi there boys and girls, Mickey D here. You are now watching CMS TV. Stay tuned and you're going to see more of me maybe or hear more of me. We are back right here on Chris Aker Presents, Chris and Eric, and there is the book one more time, Tone Chaser, Understanding Edward, My 26-Year Journey with Edward Van Halen. And dude, how great was that? I mean, come on. I I can't believe I didn't know he was going to be on the show. (laughs) I sent you the email, but we're definitely having him back on. Yes. That is 100%. Dude, I literally wrote 20 questions. And you know me, I don't write questions usually, Mm -hmm. but I wrote 20 questions that i wanted to ask and i asked two of them because (laughs) because that guy has look everybody wants to know about eddie he was an enigma he was as much as we know about eddie and, and correct me if you think i'm wrong here as much as we know about the guy just talking to this guy right here to steve rosen we don't know shit about eddie I right? still don't know anything, and about nobody
1: him. really asked. I mean, I've never heard that uh, backstory on just the inner workings of the band, as far as yeah. who he trusted to handle their own shit. Like, no, I don't do the vocals. Like, I would have thought he ha- he did have a lot to do with those melodies, and knowing that Roth was that that yeah. huge of a piece to the puzzle uh, all those years is pretty yeah. fascinating.
0: I didn't get to it, but i I would like to at some point. I would like to know, and, and it doesn't sound like even he knows. But I would like to know if Eddie was sort of instrumental into the guitar or the drums, because mm-hmm. Alex's drums have always sounded unique to any other drummer I've ever heard. To me, the only I'm so one glad even you close, brought that up. The you only know, one I can think of even close might be Vinnie Paul in a different way. But do
1: you, do you agree, or do you? I think- not only do I agree, but uh, my my a friend of mine, Chris Crush, mm-hmm. from The band Permacrush had tasked me probably, I want to say, five years ago to do a Van Halen cover. He came to me and said, Eric, I want to do that song Little Guitars, which, as I mentioned earlier in the interview, I love Diver Down. I loved all the songs on there. And I went, wow, you know, even though I was a huge Van Halen fan, I never really took the time to learn the van halen songs plus i wasn't good enough to play them you know to be honest (laughs) (laughs) my beginning stages of learning guitar uh now i knew at this point in my life i could probably hack the van halen stuff sure on guitar but when it came to the drums i was like oh crap alex has the most unique drum sound and i can't even tell what the hell's going on so I was kind of uh, it, this thing was not going to come out good from what I could tell because any of the drum sounds I had were nowhere close to whatever it is sure. uses. I can't. I, it's not like by itself it sounds good. I mean, it kind of sounds like Tupperware, but like, but it works with the the old Van Halen stuff mm-hmm. for some reason. Now I got lucky, and I actually there's a phenomenon uh, on YouTube of isolated tracks. Right, right, right. We're like, you can actually get ice. And I was lucky, and somebody had like the isolated drum tracks to little guitars because if it wasn't for that I would have had to tell Chris sorry dude this is just too much trouble right. for me because just the nuances of these drums it was not something that I was going to be able to program in a day and fart right. out to Chris and hand it back to him I I sent you a link I don't know if you have yeah, it Yeah I have
0: it I have it right here
1: we'll, Maybe We could we'll, check some of this out yeah, So it is play. Alex this is me playing with Alex Van Halen folks <laughs> <laughs>
0: There we go <laughs> Chris right, Crush on vocals out. Let's check it out it take you to learn and do this
1: uh it it took uh i I probably did it in a day like you know okay uh figured out all the parts but god you know and these songs i mean he was so free as a writer Mm -hmm. and back then i mean generally speaking in a pop song they would not want you to play that long of a damn intro (laughs) Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a whole musical piece before this song even starts with the vocals. You know, it right. like a minute there before the vocals, even, a minute two yeah. before the vocals come in. Wow, it, but uh, you know, I've listened to it all my life, and I, I think now that I've just reached a you know level of playing that it was a little easier for me to kind of get it. But when it came to the drums, as you can hear on there, there's just so much stuff that alex does that you just can't program that shit
0: yeah and have it at all
1: sound like that so i had to cheat and
0: use the uh (laughs) i've always thought that he just had such a different such a different sound you know alex did to to anybody else i mean everybody else i i think that and again this is me not being a musician and being a failed drummer but as a failed drummer Everybody else seemed to use amplification to make their sound, and they made right. that big arena sound. Alex was kind of the opposite. He, he had almost kind of a muted sound, but a unique tone to his to his drums, to his drumming. It really is unique, and right. nobody's done it since either, which is, asto- even Eddie has been copied a zillion times. Nobody has really copied alex van halen drum sound ever right. well when you get into frequencies with
1: drums and bass if you're not careful if you're trying to make the, the bass and the drum sound as huge as possible it, it chews away at the guitars
0: mm-hmm. in a
1: lot of cases so uh, i mean definitely his drums were kind of you know flat they were kind of flat sounding you know mm-hmm. but it allowed ed's guitar to really you know yeah, shine
0: shine right all the whole
1: spectrum of his guitar tone really shined and there was nothing like pulling it away frequency wise i think that might have been part of it the bass isn't really a huge part of van halen either you know no, not mean? really they were a very bass heavy band with the exception no. of uh, running with the devil or something where they mm-hmm.
0: boom boom boom, boom. that that's not <laughs> I, I could play that right you know, I, I mean uh, you know, to Steve's point about about Michael Anthony, I agree with him. Never was a great bass player. He's kinda like Nikki Six to Motley Crue. Not a great bass player, but does the part and is a showman. Yeah. I mean as as much as Michael Anthony may be an average bass player, mm-hmm. him with the Jack Daniels bass rolling around on the stage and pounding Jack Daniels and getting yeah. crazy and slamming the bass and that was as big a part of Van Halen's show as anything, and his vocal
1: range was uh, you know tough to beat. I mean, Michael mm-hmm. could hit some super duper
0: high notes, uh, and he, and, it, and he nails them. He, right. na- I mean, I've I've seen him as recently as like two years ago or three years ago, I guess, with with Sammy with the Circle, right. and uh, he still sounds. When you hear it, it's still Van Halen.
1: And I I feel like we're dumping on him too much. The dude's a super solid bass player in arenas. No, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying he's bad.
0: I'm saying he's not Billy Sheehan.
1: They they, they didn't, uh, the bass, everything I feel was to not detract from the amazing, you know, guitar work that was going on. It was nothing to really take away from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know when Roth, when Roth did his version, they, I guess the one difference was they would have the bass player, Billy, tap all the leads with Mm -hmm. steve vai to come up with this kind of unison tapping thing to kind of do the last hurrah of the tapping before that became you know by the 90s you weren't allowed to do any of that shit by the time i was 18 years old and i turned 18 in 1990 bye bye you you were not allowed to be good on guitar for the next 10 years
0: yeah it's crazy that it got to that point but it All is. right, well, let's check out a little more of you playing some, um, playing some little guitars with, um, for Van Halen. Here we go.
1: We stop for a second. Yeah, I always thought. He was saying etch a sketch.
0: I always know did that too. Point? Until right now. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I always thought he said etch a sketch. a sketch. Etch a sketch. Hey, check out the etch a sketch I just made. That that's I always thought right? the same thing.
1: <laughs> Weird. Okay, we think alike. I like yeah. that about us.
0: Okay. Neither one Go of on. us knew this Jesus. song, apparently. <laughs>
1: I'm glad Chris Crush did a lyric video for this,
0: because I would have never known half this stuff. Yeah, we'd still be sick at etch-a-sketch. Although, I don't know what catch-a-catch catch means, either. What does that even mean? Well, you catch-a-catch. Catch, you throw me the ball. I got to catch the catch, right? Well, I, I guess. It's usually catch the pitch, or whatever. Well, yeah, catch the pitch, but whatever. It's David Lee Roth. He never wrote things that were normal. So, All right, here's a, here's a little more of Eric playing uh, Little Guitars' Van Halen. Here we go. See, I'm going to be honest. This is not right. one of my favorite Van Halen songs at all. <laughs> right. And that being said, this is a perfect microcosm of all Van Halen. Right. Roth doesn't even matter. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the words are. It really doesn't. It does. He could just... He, I know how you guys record. Sometimes bands record, and a lot of times you guys will come in with the music and the singers in there going ah, la 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 just making up the the melody, and then you and then they go and backfill it with words. Right, but they could just go. I honestly think some of these songs would have been just as popular if they just went with David Lee Roth's scratch scratch vocals, looking for a melody. That's how good the guitar... The guitar is such a lead in, like, this song. The guitar is totally pulling this song. That's why we don't know the words. This song's fucking 40 years old. We don't know the words. Why? Because they don't matter. Bingo. They just don't matter. (laughs) The the guitar playing is so good. And and this goes into what you were saying to Steve about his rhythms. The rhythm he's playing here is a lead. I mean, uh, it's a lead that's used as a rhythm yeah his like his rhythm i was like no <dun> Yo,
1: know, he's got a lot going on i, I mean this yeah. has been a year since i since i covered this and I, it's not like i put that much time into it uh this was like a one day here you go chris sure me but uh, you grew up with the song so it's not like i right. never heard it before either. it holds a place in my heart sure uh all of those all of the early stuff does i mean but by, by the time i was uh by, by the time I started playing guitar At like uh, 15, 16 years old they, You know, it was already Sammy In the band at that point
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Probably like Pound Cake was probably The last cool thing I thought They did
0: back no, You then. didn't like, like Balance, around,
1: huh? That, no, I never I just They lost me after that, I was in a different place At that right. point, I was like more Alice in Chains and You know, some some of those type of bands Nails, uh, Yeah Nine
0: <laughs> i get it i dude it t- as much of an experimenter as eddie was on guitar it really is kind of amazing that he never tried to go that route
1: mm-hmm. like everybody
0: else did you know he stood his ground and said this is what van halen sounds like instead of doing the allison halen record or whatever
1: well, it is weird because they i feel that they did have dark kind of heavy metal songs on the very early uh, record what, three you know?
0: van halen three
1: yeah even uh whatever uh well like uh women and children or no no uh fair warning fair warning
0: yeah but it doesn't sound like alice and chains or alice in Chains. no but like but it's in
1: the fact that they're singing about dark things and it's got I'm this like, heavy metal music no, i'm talking it wasn't... about
0: stylistically i'm talking right. about it's surprising what i'm saying is it's surprising to me that stylistically mm-hmm. eddie didn't try to adopt what was yeah. what was hitting like right. there's no there's no three chord riffing from Eddie Van Halen trying to sound like Kirk Cobain or yeah. or Jerry Cantrell type of weirdness or, you know, Eddie, because he was touring with those bands, too. at, at During yes. some of that, you would have thought, you know, inspired guitar player would have heard some of that and said, man, I've never done that anymore. I'd like to try and make a Kim Thale type of a sound. You know, or something like... You would have thought that a guy as creative as Eddie. And maybe he did and we just never heard it. But you would have thought that he... I would have thought somebody that creative would look at something different and always be like, hmm, how can I take that and make that mine and make that even better? Right. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the innovation, you know... uh, you know, stops for a lot of people at a certain point, I guess, you know, Mm you're, you're, you're hungriest in the beginning when you, when you're the immigrant coming here and you don't have shit and then you, you work so hard and you have this dream and you achieve it. But, uh, you know, eventually, you know, the 20 years later, life catches up with you Now you have a wife, you have a family, you have all this money, Mm -hmm. you know, time starts to fly by fast and and you don't, you don't have the R and D time. (laughs) <laughs> More yeah, to like true. come up with a new sound and and plus you're you have the problem with uh once you've contributed you know as many hits as he had at that point the fans the simple-minded fans can't keep up with it all anymore right. you know they just want to hear those same 10 15 songs uh mm-hmm. hits from before and they don't really care and you have managers telling, telling you what to do and whatever yeah. so it changes the 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 it yeah. all changes over time.
0: I'm curious what you think of this, and there's obviously no way to tell. But in today's world, if Eddie was still alive, and I know he, he didn't pass that long ago, but if Eddie was still alive and healthy now, today, would they be the biggest of the biggest arena tour? Would the, or, or stadium tour, rather. Would they? I know right now we got Guns N' Roses, we got Metallica. Would Van Halen have jumped to that level do you think i
1: i don't think uh roth kept himself up enough for that okay uh to, this is my short answer mm-hmm. because he just i mean when you look at these other bands uh you know the singer's gotta you know have his well, hair vince Neil still, doesn't <laughs> yeah vince is a tough one but i mean he's they have though you know and, and he's the the next generation
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: motley was like that was after van halen mm. you know that was more 1985 yeah where van halen was like that for that 1977. 78,
0: yeah 78 yeah
1: right and that that was uh so, so, so yeah it's like seven years before that so those mm-hmm. they were definitely and and rat you know uh, steven has great van halen stories sure that i love to hear uh um and we'll have him on at some point and we'll we'll ask steven? him about
0: his Dude, yeah. I met I met Eddie with Steven. The only right. time I ever met Eddie Van Halen was at that show at uh, Rock US, Rock whatever it's called, Rock USA in Wisconsin. Right. And and that was and Steve and Rat was there. Steven was there. And um and I'll I'll tell I've told this story before on the CMS, but I'll tell you as well. Eddie Van Halen gets off the bus and is just wandering around like there's no people around him or anything. There's nobody keeping people away from him. He's wandering around and I've never seen other musicians that have had a ton of success gravitate to a, to an individual like I saw that day. And, and Eddie couldn't, Eddie was like, Hey, cool. Let's take pictures. You know, literally, you know, Don Dockin and Steven and I guys that have had huge success, guys that grew up in the scene with Eddie, and they're all still, Whoa! you know, it's, <laughs> Eddie Van, it's Eddie Van Halen. And and Eddie was just cool as could be. Eddie came over. He, he's taking pictures. He took pictures with, you know, Sean McNabb and all the rat guys and Dawkins and the Jackal guy. He couldn't have been cooler. But it was such a crazy thing to see that even these guys that had all that success and came up in the scene with Eddie, Respected him that to that level that he truly had transcended their friendships as kids basically, right? Well, that was the big uh,
1: motivator to uh, or inspiration, if you will, for like Stephen to move the the band Mickey Rat up mm-hmm. to Hollywood. Sure. Was he had friends up there? I think Robin might have been the first one to go up uh and was like man you got to get up here and there's just everything's happening right now there's this band called van halen that's gonna blow your mind wow and they Uh, did (laughs) yeah and actually you know they were they were making the move up there most of them some of the mickey rat guys chose to stay behind and you know but uh the ones that that did go uh got to be rat uh but they they were friends with van halen they uh robin used to uh lend equipment to van halen when they were in town Mm -hmm. in those first couple of years and the you know whenever that was 19 uh the the late 70s uh van halen always wanted to put on a big production show and they would just ask for extra cabs and amps forever could
0: bring them in to make it look like a bigger back backdrop if you will sure dude one of the greatest and you know me i'm not guy that collects anything i'm not a i'm not a collector guy i really am not but one of the greatest pieces of memorabilia that I have. And if anybody wants to see it, they can go to pinball PA over in Aliquippa because it's, it's hanging there. I, I, I put it at, at pinball PA just because it's cool. Our, our late friend, Bob Nelbandian, about a year before he passed away, sent me a a package. Uh, what was the, the, the girl's name in LA? That was like the big promoter. Um, Lamp, not Lampinelli. Was it Lisa Lampinelli? spirit? No, uh, no, whoever. I I don't remember okay. her name, but she passed away, and Bob. Oh was, yes, Bob was we, tasked to. We
1: to- we dedicated our record to her too. View to a thrill. I know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I can't remember her name, but um, in any event, Bob was tasked to clean out like some of her storage things or something, mm-hmm. and he came across. All of these original flyers from the scene,
1: Gina Zapparelli.
0: Gina, yeah. And one of the things that he sent me was an original flyer from 1977 to a Van Halen backyard party, and I have it. I have it hanging at Pinball PA because it's just. I mean, how cool is that to have a Van Halen flyer for? Hey, come to Bill's house, free beer. (laughs) Or whatever it said on it. You know, it's like nuts. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's. Now, was different- that as Mammoth?
1: Was that as Mammoth or was it, it Van It was Van Halen? Halen. Okay.
0: It's definitely Van Halen because it's, it's, the, it's the way we all drew Van Halen on our book covers oh, yeah. in high school with the, it wasn't like decked out. It's just like lines one line, one line, one line with the yeah. V in the middle, you know, and it says it's kind of dumb. It's a kind
1: of a yeah. dumb way when you look at it now, but back then <laughs> it was so powerful. It was like, it
0: yeah, was so cool back then. Oh yeah. It yeah. was the coolest, but yeah, that was, that's like one of my, one of my very few pieces of memorabilia that I have that is like truly the, the two pieces that Bob sent me that were just fantastic was that one. And then he also sent me an original Metallica backyard party. flyer as well which you know me as the metallica fan that was like holy grail shit you know that's that's a collectible you just can't get anywhere else but right but you can see them both at pinball pa not to do a shameless plug for my own business but yes stop on by and check it out for yourself check it out take a photo there you go so (laughs) bring your kids that's right well, speaking of taking a photo, I think it's time for us to fucking leave. Leave people with take a photo now if you want to keep seeing us because I think it's time for us to go. That's right. Um, and by the way,
1: people, if you enjoyed the show today, uh, please remember to hit the like button because you guys always yes. forget to do that.
0: We see all the views, and it's like none of you guys like it. Is that what you're telling us? That's right. Give go us go over a and like, hit that like button and and subscribe to Rumble or anywhere
1: else, but definitely I mean, Rumble because I probably that was a bad idea talking about the space shuttle we might not have a show tomorrow
0: yeah at least on youtube but and of course as you can see here from the little guitar playing guy um to keep up with eric and his um tour dates and all the shit that eric is doing go to official com. and eric real quick where are you going to be in the near future gosh darn it i do i leave for missouri
1: this weekend? I leave, yes, I leave Friday. And okay. uh, I'm going to quickly. Uh, here we go. Stephen Piercy tour dates. And it looks like our event is in Hannibal, Missouri. Okay. And this is at Riverview Park uh, in Hannibal, Missouri. It's called 80s Rock on the River. It's featuring Stephen Piercy, the voice of Rat. Nice. Lauder. Okay. And Vixen. Nice. So. Come on out. That's Saturday, August 26th. Very cool, man.
0: Yeah. So the river. so Eric will be in Missouri. I will be on every other damn show on this network. <laughs> I will be doing the Seth show. I will be doing uh classic metal show, blah, blah, blah. You guys know where to go to follow all that stuff. And uh, make sure that you, like Eric said, make sure that you are subscribing to the channels, liking the shit, especially liking the shit so that, so that we can get some love from the from the algorithms, as they say. I hate to pr- plug that stuff, but I guess we have to. We got to do it. So, yeah, but this has been a lot of fun. I'm going to suggest to everybody: as soon as we get done here, go listen to some Van Halen. <laughs> Sounds good. What, what what more could you be doing today other than or tonight, rather than listening to some Van Halen? Right, it's the yeah. perfect end to this. So.
1: Playing with your Etch-a-Sketch, if you're not too busy Yeah, playing with your
0: Etch-a-Sketch and uh, listening to some Van Halen. So, all right, we are going to go. Eric, as always, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you so much to Steve Rosen um, for coming on the show and for talking about his book, Tone Chaser. Make sure you check out ToneChaserBook.com. Get his book, and we're done. So, for Chris Aiken Presents, I have been Chris Aiken. Uh, I'm Eric Ferentino so this is Charlie Cat for the fans of of Charlie Cat there you go and for all three of us we are out of here see ya